From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. The ABC is facing hundreds of job cuts as the organisation deals with a funding freeze. At the same time, the government has commissioned another report into the ABC, closely mirroring concerns from Rupert Murdoch's News Corp businesses. Today, senior reporter with the Saturday paper, Rick Morton, on the degradation of the national broadcaster. Rick, tell me about the problem News Corp has with the ABC. Where to begin? I used to work at News Corp myself, and, you know, there is an obsession within that company across all levels of uh, journalism, management, the editors, that the ABC is just sucking up all of their business, that it is, you know, kind of inhabiting this space that that it doesn't have the right to inhabit and that it's bloated and out of touch. There is this perception within News Corp that they're all a bunch of latte in a city hipsters, basically. The ABC remains stuck in the values, priorities and perspectives of the inner city green left, the so-called elites. The ABC is a... So, I mean, News Corp Australia essentially sees the ABC as an existential threat. They see this giant monolith, which straddles the entire country, in every possible niche, performing, you know, news, investigations, journalism, arts journalism, lifestyle content marketing for digital readers online, they're in the regions. It's all of the stuff that News Corp does and has done for years. There is a significant number of Australians who don't feel that what Channel 2 talks about reflects ordinary Australians. Now, you can have your views... And after the last decade in particular, or since 2006, really, when newspaper revenues fell off a cliff, they have never been more concerned about the role the ABC, according to them, plays in devaluing the content they produce and that people might pay for if the ABC wasn't already doing it and giving it away for free. There is no reason whatsoever for you, the taxpayer, to be forking out money for this glorious castle in Ultimo, these people on these massive salaries uh, who are living the great life and feel that they are entitled to your money. So, you know, this is just one big ongoing uh, war of attrition, really, against the public broadcaster. Um, and, and they're obsessed with it. There is no reason for it. This is a fight that Scott Morrison could win easily by saying what we're going to do now is we're going to make the ABC gradually, over three or four years, pay per service because you should be able to pay for it if you want it and not pay for it if you don't want it. And what has the ABC's response been to this sort of criticism? I mean, the ABC's always been very clear about this and they have a duty to find audiences wherever they may be, including online, and that they have to pay their top staff. Of course they do. And we are, in fact, legislated to always look at efficiency and we always do. Uh, But there is a trade-off here. So where we find efficiencies... And, of course, they have to advertise to seek out new audiences and fulfil their obligations to Australia. Over its history, all of this activity has always looked different because technology has looked different. But, you know, gardening Australia is not that dissimilar to gardening content on a lifestyle vertical online. It's just we're in a new era now. Uh, We did look at the uh, editorial content of ABC Life Mm -hmm. and how uh, it related to audience. I think the majority of that audience is... uh, weighted towards women, and I think there is a large proportion that is, that is younger. Mm-hmm. But, of course, there's always changes and 
the attacks are upgraded against the ABC because they feel like, you know, commercial rivals feel like that's their turf. Mm. And what sort of impact does all of this have coming particularly from a company like News Corp? What's the impact on the ABC? Look, I think it's always been very hard to quantify. I mean, the ABC clearly makes decisions from time to time that show it to be wary of upsetting government or upsetting rivals or upsetting rivals who have the ear of government. Often it's one big circle. And, you know, it's clear across history that sometimes the policy of appeasement has not worked. You know, I I saw someone much more clever than I tweet over last week about the kind of concessions that the ABC has consistently made to coalition governments and to their rivals in commercial media. It's kind of a bit like saying, oh, if I give the bully my lunch money today, then it'll finally be over. And that hasn't happened. More details now on the changes at the ABC. Hundreds of jobs will be axed as part of the organisation's five-year strategic plan. The ABC announced cost-cutting measures yesterday, including 250 job losses. The changes have just been announced to ABC staff, we understand, by David Anderson. So we have, of course, seen a terrible year for... And, you know, last week something particularly significant happened. You know, two days before the ABC confirmed that up to 250 jobs will be cut across the organisation. The federal government finalised a $200,000 offer for consultants to prepare a report on news and media business models looking specifically at the impact of public broadcasters on commercial operators. Now, this is the clearest acknowledgement of commercial media concerns that we have had from this government. They could have written the terms of reference themselves. An approach to market for this report was closed on Monday with the Federal Communications Department under the Minister, Paul Fletcher, requesting that the successful bidder evaluate failed, successful and emerging news media operating models from around the world. But the tender asks, and this is really important, for consultants to examine the role of publicly funded non-commercial media organisations in the production and dissemination of news and media content. It asks particularly about the impact that these non-commercial outlets might have on commercial operators. Now, obviously, there are not many non-commercial media outlets in Australia. In fact, it's pretty hard to see how this refers to anyone except the SBS and the ABC, and in particular, the ABC, which has the largest footprint. So in this new review, is the government sort of formally taking up News Corp's concerns? Certainly. I mean, for as long as I've been writing in the media, and particularly since I've been based in Sydney from 2010, the chief concern from News Corp has been that it could be more profitable and more successful, and particularly in years of declining revenue, if the ABC wasn't consistently doing its job for it on taxpayer money. So the government certainly appears to have listened to those concerns over many years, and this report may well reflect them. I mean, it's a classic case of never commission a report that you don't know what the answer is going to be. And... I suspect, given the way the terms of reference for this report are written, they know exactly what it's going to say. We'll be back after this. Need a reminder of what political leadership looks like? Australia's master of political satire, Jonathan Biggins, is back embodying the iconic Paul Keating, visionary, reformer and rabble-rouser. Due to overwhelming demand, one-man comedy The Gospel According to Paul is returning to the Opera House, on from the 4th to 23rd of June for its final term ever. Secure your tickets now at sydneyoperahouse.com for an unforgettable evening. As a a. 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for the Saturday paper. 
For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. Rick, we're talking about the ABC and its interaction with commercial rivals, especially News Corp. You mentioned the cuts that happened at the ABC last week. Can you tell me more about them? Yeah, um, they were significant. So we knew the funding cut was coming. Uh, And it is a very difficult day for a lot of people at the ABC. Um, But it is something that has been coming for a while now. Since, But we didn't know where the ABC management were going to apportion them. What we know now is that after years of cuts totalling a quarter of a billion dollars, the ABC operational budget will be more than 10% lower in 2021-22 than it was in 2013. Speaking to staff last Wednesday, David Anderson, who is the managing director of the ABC, conceded the situation was pretty grim. We have uh, done our best to convince the government to reverse the indexation freeze. There's only so much that can be gained through efficiency and in the end, content will be affected. Among other things, the the 7.45am news bulletin is gone. I mean, this is seen as a key part of the ABC uh, news slate, and particularly as a funnel for regional news, probably the most listened radio bulletin at the broadcaster. ABC's flagship 7.45am radio news bulletin has been axed, as has lifestyle website ABC Life. The millennial-focused vertical ABC Life has been axed completely. After months of speculation and pressure, I might add, from commercial rivals, The entire Melbourne team of ABC Me, which is a children's content arm of the broadcaster, were made redundant. There will be fewer episodes of Foreign Correspondent and Australian Story. There'll be a reduction in original episodes of Australian Story and Foreign Correspondent, and spending on external television productions will be cut by $5 million a year. And cuts to news and investigations will be shared across the major programs, such as 7.30 and Four Corners. We're expecting up to 70 roles to go just from the news and investigations team. So while the quantum of the cuts could not be avoided, the areas targeted for savings have rankled staff and audiences alike. So, you know, Communications Minister uh, Paul Fletcher said on Wednesday the job cuts were the responsibility of the ABC board and management and that the government expects them to make do with very substantial, in his words, funding that is already provided. So the ABC is very important. We back it strongly. But let's recognise that we're at a time when across the economy and across the media sector, uh, these are tough times. You know, he rejected a push from the ABC and the public service union to lock in five-year funding terms, which at the very least would have made for a more secure and stable um, pathway going forward. So that's out the window. Uh, The Media, Entertainment and Arts Alliance, which is the media union, accused the government of an act of vandalism. The ABC is an even more critical source than ever, uh, and these cuts are, are just an act of vandalism. And opposition leader Anthony Albanese said the broadcaster has literally saved lives through the bushfires and condemned the cuts. The government surely should be stepping in and saying, now of all times is not the time to lose 250 jobs at the ABC. But, you know, all of that is noise and the decision has been made and here we are. So what is the underpinning for this? What does the government point to when it's justifying its cuts? 
To, to understand that more fully, I think you need to go back to well, the last major review of the ABC, which was completed in December 2018, and this brings News Corp right back into the picture. So in that year, in 2018, just months after he left his position as chief executive of News Corp's subscription television arm, Foxtel, Peter Tonner delivered an efficiency review of the ABC and the SBS. Now, that report, journos asked for that report under FOI for almost two years, it was finally released in a redacted version on Wednesday, the same day that the ABC cuts were announced. So we, we finally got a copy of it after all these years. The report basically found that there was huge pressure on the media, no surprises, but it said that the ABC and the SBS could respond to the challenges facing them by leading substantive and meaningful change. It talked about creating lean and efficient organisations. But it also mentioned the benefit to the Australian public of these broadcasters. In fact, it acknowledged that the ABC in particular would need a significant investment in digital platforms to modernise its content and delivery models, essentially the way that stories are put online and distributed. And it noted, quote-unquote, it is unlikely to be possible without additional short-term funding support. And that was handed to government two years ago? That's correct. And it was actually asking for more money, not less? Also correct. Yeah, particularly in the short term. Right. So what about this latest review then that the government has just commissioned? What will happen with that now? Well, it's a pretty quick turnaround. So the approach to market only closed last Monday and it has to be delivered in its final form by the 31st of August. So it's really a a two-month report. The worrying thing for the concerned parties is that the next federal budget is going to be handed down in October. So this report handed in August, budget by October. It may well be the case that this report is not just used to retrofit the latest cuts, you know, build an argument after the decision's already been taken, but that the government might now have new material in front of it in which it can make the case for the next round of cuts. I think given the history of this government and the way they've treated the ABC as a persistent thorn in their side, and given the systematic erosion of the ABC over the last decade, I guess you'd be a fool to think that they'd be doing anything except trying to justify future, future cuts. Rick, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Ruby. Thanks for having me. Mahler's music embodies the very essence of humanity. Experience his epic Song of the Earth with the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Richard Tognetti and internationally acclaimed opera stars Stuart Skelton and Catherine Carby. Opens May 12. Book now at aco.com.au. Also in the news, a stay-at-home order will be imposed from 11.59pm tonight on 10 Melbourne postcodes experiencing a spike in coronavirus cases. People living in the affected suburbs have been told that they should only leave home for work to provide care, to get exercise or to buy groceries. The Victorian government says the restrictions will be in place for the next four weeks, with on-the-spot fines being enforced. The new restrictions were announced as Victoria reported 64 new cases of coronavirus yesterday. And China has passed new national security laws which critics fear will crush political freedoms and erode autonomy in Hong Kong. The legislation, which was voted through by the Chinese Communist Party's Standing Committee, criminalises subversion, terrorism and collusion with foreign forces. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.